0: Hey everybody and welcome to the weekend box office edition of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and let's get started. So this weekend, uh, a couple of movies came out and I talked about it on Friday. I was actually wrong about one of those movies, which was The Peanut Butter Falcon. A uh, Little did I know that movie's actually been in theaters for three weeks. And I think the reason I was getting so much, or I thought it was this weekend, is because it uh, it basically did a small wide release this weekend, so it added 942 theaters to its run, putting it at 991, which means that it had um, what 49. It was in 49 theaters prior to that, so a very small release initially. But um, other than that, uh, the other movies that came out were Angel Has Fallen, Ready or Not, and Overcomer, which I believe Overcomer is a um, like a Christian uh, movie. Uh, Gosh, I actually—I don't have it pulled up, but um, it did well. It did well. So, um, just for my predictions initially, I said Angel Has Fallen was going to get 15 to 20 million, and it actually exceeded my expectations and got 21 million uh, in its estimates for this weekend, which is very impressive. Uh, It's got a budget of 40 million though, so it's going to need to—it's going to need to have some, um, either some good legs or some good work overseas to uh, make up the rest of that. And then Ready or Not, I said would be 10 million and it ended up getting 7.5, but this movie also opened on Wednesday, and I was taking that into consideration, and so for the full week, it did end up getting 10 million. It got 10.5 million, which I personally think is great, and then Peanut Butter Falcon, I said it was going to get 5 million, but again, I thought that was a debut, but it still, it got pretty close. It got 3 million, and and its total gross at this point is 3.7 million, which, um, Brings me to my next point, which is I saw Peanut Butter Falcon and Angel Has Fallen this weekend. So I'll be talking about both of those movies, along with a rewatch I had of Quentin Tarantino's Inglourious Bastards. And then a quick update from the uh, D23 uh, news about uh, about Marvel, basically. So uh, we'll get right into that. So essentially, uh, Marvel had their, uh, their panel yesterday, or Disney basically had their panel yesterday. Going over some new releases, we got a a first shot look of the movie Cruella with uh, Emma Stone. Photo looks really good. It looks awesome. I'm I'm very excited for that movie. And then um, some other movie called Soul. I don't know a lot of information about that other than it's a Pixar movie. I'm sure we're going to get more as as the weeks and months go on. And then uh, Marvel got to uh, share some information and essentially they brought out everybody from the Eternals on stage and then also had sort of semi-concept art type photos of all of them in costumes, which looked really, really cool. The costumes have a sort of Doctor Strange um ancient feel to them with a lot of like uh geometry i noticed with like circles on their costumes they all kind of look the same but they're all different colors and um and so that was very cool and then the the big announcement out of it though was they did confirm that black panther is going to be coming out uh, black panther 2 in may of 2022 and that ryan coogler will be um, taking care of that which is super exciting we all knew that was coming which leaves a february date and I, th- I think a date at the end of the year for those. So we still there's still time to make one of those Blade and then make the other one um, Guardians of the Galaxy. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, so yeah, D23 was pretty exciting this year. Obviously I wasn't there, but um, a lot of good news came out of it. A lot of stuff for us to be excited for for the coming years. And, um, very excited. I think my biggest things from this, I'm super excited for the new Disney, Disney plus shows Marvel is doing along with the Mandalorian looks really, really good. That and the, um, the world according to Jeff Goldblum looks also looks awesome. I can't wait to watch that. And, uh, I'm just super excited all around for Disney plus. I, 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 don't know if I've mentioned that before, but I love Disney movies overall. Like I, when I heard that Disney plus was coming out, I took photographs of all of the, uh, Um, The different movies that were going to be on the channel because when they did their announcement they showed kind of a lot of their library that was going to go on there and besides all the big things like Marvel and Pixar and all that there's a lot of smaller things in there that I I don't think people realize or at least I'm super grateful for one of the main ones being the even Stevens show which uh, was a staple growing up. Most of the Disney shows on there and Disney Channel original movies as well I was obsessed with when I was younger. So I will be doing, 100% be doing a rewatch of uh, uh, Even Stevens. It'll probably be my third time watching the entire series. And then um, same with the Even Stevens movie but uh, more than that, these like these Disney Plus shows, the Star Wars shows, all of this new content that they're going to be putting out is so exciting, especially for such a cheap price tag at six ninety nine a month, or I believe sixty nine ninety nine a year. And we found out that they will allow, um, what is it, seven profiles up to four devices can be streamed at the same time and four K streaming, which is just I don't know how these other streaming services are going to compete, and I'm still kind of torn on if i'm going to keep some of them because currently i have uh, amazon prime netflix hbo and hulu and then um yeah so i i don't know i mean i still use netflix quite a bit i don't use amazon that much much and i know the problem is uh amazon's been putting out a lot of good movies and so i've been electing not to see those movies in theaters because they come directly to amazon prime and uh, i mean then that's just the way that it is that and um, I th- in my opinion, if you're a streaming service or you're doing a streaming type movie, uh, it just makes sense to release the movie on your streaming services. I don't get why. I do understand why because Amazon wants to win Oscars and they want to have those those awards under their belt so they can brag about that. That's fine, but I, I just think if you're if you're a streaming service, just put them out on your streaming uh, platform. Don't release them in theaters because. Essentially, I mean, you're you're essentially putting up competition for other movies that are already trying to compete in a very hard market right now. And granted, I mean, these movies are great. Like, I'm really looking forward to seeing Late Night, and uh, there was a couple of other trailers that I saw recently for some Amazon movies as well. But um, I don't know. That's I that's just my two cents. Because, like I said, right now it's really hard. People are having a hard time going to theaters or wanting to go to theaters. And I guess you could say, well, then just go see those Amazon movies. And yeah, I, I, I suppose. But I would prefer to see something that I know. If I know that it's coming to the streaming service, typically I'm not going to pay to go see it. When I, if I am patient and I wait, it's going to just come to me for free. So that's that's kind of my thought process on that. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, in terms of the box office, nothing else real big. Um, top five. Good Boys was number two. Lion King was number four. That was 11 million and 8 million respectively, and then Fast and Furious has dropped down to number five with 8 million. So um, slowly finishing up. It's a it's a quiet box office right now for sure, and we're kind of in the lull after summer. But um, I won't be surprised. I mean, I'm super excited for for fall this year. There's a lot of really really great movies coming out this fall, so um, that that'll be exciting for sure. So we'll jump into these movies that I saw. So Inglorious Bastards. Is um, it was funny. I I saw it with my brother last night, and uh, I was telling him I don't think I had seen the movie since the first time I saw the movie, which was a very long time ago. This came out in 2009. I probably saw it in 2009, so 10 years. And uh, well, it was funny. Is I was wondering, like, I was even questioning if I'd even seen the movie in the first place because I just I knew it was an amazing movie, but I was like, why am I not like, why don't I remember a lot of this movie? And so we watched it and it was funny because I, I was like, it all came back to me. All of it came back to me. I was like, Oh my God, that's right. That's right. Like all these scenes. So I had just, I had just forgotten it, but I, I forgot how much I loved that movie. So, uh, Inglourious bastards is phenomenal. That's a 10 out of 10 in my eyes. Uh, I love Quentin Tarantino's movies and, um, his writing style is just so, is so great. And this is a, a perfect example of that. I love that this movie is, um, mostly in, uh, foreign language, that, that part was really cool, and then, obviously, um, a best performance by actor in a supporting role for Christoph Waltz, uh, and he deserved it 100%, he was insane in this movie, um, such a good performance, and that, that's the one thing I like about Quentin Tarantino movies, is, regardless of, uh, what you think about Quentin Tarantino or, you know, I know some of them are probably hit and miss in terms of his movies. I I think I like all of them, but the one thing I enjoy the most about his films is at least to me, it seems like every single actor is, is giving it their all in his performances where it's like, it just, I mean, I can't think of someone who outshines someone more. Christoph Waltz was great. Brad Pitt was amazing. Diane Kruger was amazing. Uh, Eli Roth was great as the bear Jew. That was hilarious. He's awesome. Um, Melanie Laurent as well uh, did a fantastic performance. I completely forgot that she was the, the cinema owner. And like I said, Christoph Waltz. But then you just have a who's who of other actors that show up in these Tarantino movies. And they all they all came, they all showed up. Uh, Michael Fassbender, uh, Daniel Bruhl, uh, Till Schweiger, who is actually in the new Terrence Malick movie that uh, is coming out towards the end of this year which I am really looking forward to seeing. Um, I'm trying to see if it's in here. Oh, maybe that wasn't who it was. But, uh, oh, yeah, and then BJ Novak is in here. Here it is. It's August Deal, And, yeah, it's called A Hidden Life. An Austrian-blessed uh, Franz Jägerstadter, a conscientious objector, refuses to fight for the Nazis in World War II. It's a Terrence Malik movie. Holy crap, it's two hours and 53 minutes long. I cannot wait for this. Written and directed by Terrence Malick. He is one of my favorite directors, and I'm, I know this is a tangent, but just keep your eyes peeled for that because I saw the trailer for it during um, Peanut Butter Falcon, and it uh, it was it looked really good. It looked really good, like classic Terrence Malick. So same with that. This is classic Tarantino. And if you haven't seen this movie, I would highly suggest you do. It's on Netflix, so it's free to access. And it's two hours and 33 minutes, but it does not feel that way. It feels very, very quick. And that's just because, like I said, his movies just seem so... They're, they're, they're cut above in my eyes. Okay, though, so the moment we've all been waiting for, The Peanut Butter Falcon. This movie was so good. I'm so happy I saw this movie. I um, I didn't really know what to think going into it. I'm a huge fan of Shia LaBeouf, so that was the main reason I wanted to see this movie. And then when I had heard some of the things that he had said about making this movie, about how much fun it was, working with Zack, the, the, um, basically the main character in the movie, um, I was like, okay, I got to check this out. And I, I was hoping that it, it would be good. And it, it exceeded my expectations more than I could have hoped for. And so the movie is about, and this, uh, the IMDb thing doesn't really explain it well enough. It sort of does. It says Zach runs away from his care home to make his dream of becoming a wrestler come true. So, um, what it is, is, uh, it's got, uh, Zach gots who's the main character. He's a, a guy with down syndrome. And, uh, he lives at a nursing home with a bunch of old people. And so there's a great performance there by Bruce Dern, who's awesome. And then, um, Dakota Johnson plays Eleanor, who is kind of the, the ward at the, the nursing home and she kind of keeps an eye on him. But the thing is he keeps trying to escape because he wants to, uh, become a wrestler because of some old videos that he watches in the, uh, in the old folks home about, uh, Uh, this wrestler named saltwater redneck and that is played by uh, uh thomas hayden church another great performance and so um basically zach eventually does escape and runs off and runs into shia labeouf and so his his side of the story is he's like a boat guy and i think this takes place sort of in um in florida for the most part i believe um, like on the on the coast so everyone's kind of by by water so he's he's on a boat he's kind of stealing people's crabs and so you, you can tell he's not you think he's kind of a bad guy but it's he's basically just doing what he can what he can to survive after his brother died and his brother is john bernthal and so you kind of get that backstory in a couple of uh um, like flashbacks but you just see he basically hits rock bottom and he has to leave town and so he's Um, he's sort of running away as well, and so him and Zach meet up, and the they just develop this beautiful, amazing friendship, and it it was just it was so powerful to see because I don't know what you guys how any of you feel about Shia LaBeouf. I know he's he's gotten some flack in the news for some of the stuff that he does, but like i said earlier i loved even stevens and i fell in love with shia labeouf and even stevens and i've loved him ever since all of the movies that he's been in he's given a top-notch performance and this one is no different he just he exudes this sort of broken um he's like a broken man and he zach puts him back together in a sense and they become best friends And the, just the interactions that you had, that you had, you see them having, you can tell that they got along really well. And that, that Shia meant everything that he said when he was saying how much fun this was uh, to make this movie with Zach. He, they just played off each other so well. I was laughing so much more than I thought I would. And, um, you know, I almost, I almost got some tears in my eyes at some points too, because it really goes into the struggle that, uh, people with Down syndrome have. And so that was a really cool thing that they touched on at multiple points in the film, um, from multiple characters too, which was really nice and, um, great ending as well. So I, I won't say anything more than that other than to say, um, and I'm going to start saying this too, because I saw somebody, I saw someone on Twitter who said something like, ah, don't sleep on this movie that they were watching at home on their streaming service and they didn't go see it in theaters, which I can, I know already sounds like a contradiction to me with the Amazon movies, but, um, don't sleep on this movie. Don't don't um, go. Oh no, cinema is dying because no one's going to see these movies. Well, d- don't count yourself among those people. Go check this movie out because it is a hundred percent worth your time. It's only an hour and thirty minutes, and it, like I said, it's funny. It gets you right in the heart, and um, everyone's again, everyone gives great performances, and there's a bunch of really cool. Like they basically go on an adventure in the same way you kind of see in. Uh, oh brother where art thou where they keep kind of running into different people and and the adventure kind of um, brings them into it so it's like they're at these stopping points where there's like there's a great interaction between Shia and um, this guy who runs a um, like a convenience store there's another one with a a blind guy kind of in the forest there's it's just it was a really good movie and so I I gave that movie an 8 out of 10 it was great it was great I loved it I honestly I almost want to go see that movie again but um, then for the angel that has fallen, our sweet Mike Banning, Gerard Butler himself. Um, angel has fallen. I, I saw Olympus has fallen. I saw London has fallen in theaters. And before I saw it, I, I, saw, I watched Olympus has fallen. And at that time, I had had movie pass. And so I was, I was trying to see, you know, as many movies as I could. And, um, so those sort of, and this is why I love the A-list is because these sort of movies I wouldn't have gone to see otherwise. And now, like, I looked forward to this movie because I was like, oh, cool. They're making another one. I, I gave both the first and second movies, sixes out of tens or six out of tens. And, uh, that's just because, like I said, these are just dumb, stupid action movies where, the plot is usually pretty transparent. You know what's going to happen. He's getting betrayed or attacked by something and everything gets worked out at the end. Maybe somebody gets hurt. It's your basic, uh, he's he's essentially like Jack Ryan or any of those other government, you know, movies about somebody in the CIA. And uh, this one was no different. So I, in terms of whether I liked this movie more or less than the other two, honestly, they're all the same to me. All three of them are the same. And so, in this one, Secret Service agent Mike Banning is framed for the attempted assassination of the president and must evade his own agency and the FBI as he tries to uncover the real threat. Uh, This movie is directed by Rick Roman Waugh and written by uh, Robert Mark Common and Matt Cook. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up just a quick minute on that, too. Peanut Butter Falcon was uh, directed by Tyler Nielsen and Michael Schwartz and written by Tyler Nielsen and Michael Schwartz. And I, in terms of a shout-out for them, uh, they've done uh, not a lot, actually. It looks like they've kind of just been actors. So this is their first thing. And so for a first time for them, congratulations, guys. You did a great job. I'm really impressed. Uh, but with Angel has fallen, uh, my praises are probably a little less. But you know what? You guys did exactly what you set out to do, which was make a movie with some really good action scenes and some really basic storylines. And that's honestly, that's all you can ask for on a hot summer day. And uh, so Gerard Butler's in this along with uh, Frederick Schmidt. And he plays a, um, there's basically, he's, he's listed here second, but he's, he's like one of the, um, the lackeys it's Gerard Butler, Danny Huston or Houston. I think it's Danny Huston, uh, Piper Perabo, who, if you guys remember, she was in uh, covert affairs and she was also in the reason I, I know her and like her so much. She was in cheaper by the dozen, uh, those movies I love. And then also Morgan Freeman as the president and, uh, tim blake nelson as the vice president and then a uh, a great oh and then jada pickett smith pinkett smith does a appears well she did a great job and obviously though and, and i thought so from the trailer but nick nolte is in this movie and i'm not seeing i'm not seeing him on the imdb list but nick nolte plays gerard butler's dad and uh he stole the show 100 percent stole the show and that's because uh, he plays this sort of uh, like, and you see it in the trailer. He's like a living off the grid kind of guy, and so he's got a lot of great one-liners. But I actually, almost started crying in the movie because the the very brief relationship that we see with him and uh gerard butler father and son sort of thing he um he abandoned his family because of basically ptsd and all this stuff uh which was very touching but he actually attempts to kind of try and rebuild the bridges with his family in this movie and it was really sweet to see and then there was a really great mid-credits scene in the movie that you should stick around for that to me it was just a message that him and gerard butler got along really well in this movie and were willing to to have some fun which was great but um yeah so like i said it couldn't be any more basic he uh He's watching the president. He's about he's about to be up for the director of um, like the FBI acting director, and he wants to kind of turn it down. His life he's got a daughter now and a wife, and uh, his doctor says like his spine's not doing so good, and he's had a bunch of concussions. He's like, "You're a ticking time bomb, man!" It's like, "Oh yeah, I know. We all know that." And here's here's what I'll say. So. Like I said, the action scenes were really good. Go see this movie just for those action scenes because they—they were Gerard Butler's still at the top of his game, I think. But um, the villains are 100% transparent from the minute, the minute on screen you immediately know who the bad guys are. Like there's no, like, and I, I, I almost thought I was wrong. I was like, oh, oh wait a minute, am I wrong? Uh, nope, nope, I'm right. There we go, awesome. So there's like i said there's never any shock in this movie i never was surprised nothing jumped out at me but uh there's just some really cool fights and gerard butler kicked a ton of ass and at points i'll tell you at points i was like you have got to be kidding me how is he going to clear his name in this situation and um obviously pulls it off clearly right i mean it's it's angel has fallen it's 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 one of these movies no spoilers there but uh, but how how it goes about happening was cool it was cool it did have some political implications for kind of the current events of the day they they pull in the russians and all that stuff but um nothing nothing too overt and um so nothing, where you know you're gonna be, you go see that with your family, and you get out of it, and there's gonna be some awkward discussions. Nothing like that. It was a, it was a great movie, or it wasn't a great movie. It was a, it was a, it was good for what it was. Like I said, I gave it a six out of ten. So if, to me, sixes are all right. It was an all right movie, but um, I enjoyed seeing it, and I saw it in Dolby. Thank you uh, AMC A List. I saw it in Dolby Theater. My whole row was empty on a Sunday morning, and uh, but hey, it, it uh, was number one at the box office, so that's a big deal, and. Um, uh, what is it? Box Office Mojo has a quick little thing here with a three-day total for the Fallen Franchise, the Fallen franchise, and it only made four hundred, basically four hundred dollars, four hundred thousand dollars less than London Has Fallen. Both of them debuted at twenty-one million, roughly. A little more for uh, London Has Fallen, which is cool. That's impressive. And um, so overall, like I said, very quiet weekend, very slow weekend. And, um, I don't know if that's, it's, it's not ne- never really by design, but that's just typically how it is as the summer starts slowing down these, these movies that they're not expecting are going to be box office, uh, barn burners. They, um, uh, they kind of just toss them out here like Angel has fallen. So I, you know, I'm glad that there are other franchises out there for people to go see that aren't the MCU or some sort of Disney movie. Here's your chance. Yeah, it is not anywhere near close to MCU quality. But it's still it's still a franchise and it's still something that you can follow. And if you're a fan of Gerard Butler or if you like Morgan Freeman, it's a it's a good movie. I mean, just the forest fight alone with Nick Nolte was worth the price of admission in my eyes. That was a, it was pretty cool, and um, you could clearly tell that he owned those woods. So, uh, with that said, we'll uh, we'll close out this episode of Comics and Cinema, and I will talk to you guys next week. For Film Friday. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Klein, and thanks so much for listening.